Maggie didn't tell her father and Joanna about her dawn adventure. At first she simply forgot, and then it seemed like a dream. But even when she did remember, she decided she would rather not tell. She wasn't sure why she made that decision. Embarrassment, partly. What was she to say, that she needed to go to the toilet? And how could she explain why she went for a walk? No reason, really. As for what she had seen or felt when she looked at the heron, well, they might tease her. Besides, in the bright, hot sun, it did seem a little foolish. In any case, that first morning was full. A big breakfast, clean-up, planning for the day, and at almost every step along the way, the baby needed attending. Lots of work, isn't it? Joanna said to Maggie as she changed Linda's diapers for the third time that morning. Maggie wrinkled her nose. You get used to it awful fast, Joanna said, as if reading her mind. This part just stops mattering. Want to learn how to change her? How about later? Mr. Lavchek called from across the room. I thought I'd take Maggie out in the canoe. Joanna said, Alan, we need to do some food shopping. It can wait. Mr. Lavchek said. As long as it gets done, Joanna said. Give me a break, Maggie's father snapped. I get to spend a few weeks a year with her. Maggie froze. Joanna, her face red, bent over the baby and said nothing. Hey, kid, Mr. Lavchek said to Maggie. Don't just stand there. Get your bathing suit on. Maggie trying not to think about the exchange between her father and Joanna, was in the loft putting on her suit when she realized she hadn't been asked if she wanted to go. She paused. She remembered now. Her father had a knack for knowing what she wanted to do. That she liked. Except he would tell her before she could say it for herself. That she found annoying. Which was exactly what had happened. She did want to go on the lake, but wished he had asked her. She decided she would try to say something. But when she climbed down, her father was on the front porch, talking on the telephone. A pile of papers lay before him. Now, sir, he was saying into the phone, when I spoke to you last week... Wait a minute, hold on. He put the phone aside and turned to Maggie. Why don't you wait outside? I'll be there in two minutes. He picked up the phone again. Mr. Harrison, okay, let me explain what I'm offering to do for you. Frustrated, Maggie wandered out along the lawn to the lake's edge and stepped onto the little wooden dock that jutted over the water. She looked down. Small fish were flitting about in the warm shallows. Kneeling, she watched them. Some of the fish were as big as four inches. Most were smaller. They were all gray-green, save their fins, which were blue, and constantly fluttering. Sometimes the fish hovered. Other moments they darted away. Maggie watched, fascinated. It was half an hour later when Mr. Lavchek appeared. There you are, he called. Been looking all over for you. Dad, I've been right here. Now look, kid, I can't control these calls. They're important. We going out in the canoe or not? If you want to. Of course I want to. Come on. Don't pout. Makes you ugly. 
Let's go. Maggie, trying not to show her hurt, allowed herself to be helped into the bow of the canoe while Mr. Lavchek went into the stern. Do you know how to paddle? No. Well, we're running late. Joanna will throw a fit if I don't do the shopping soon. I'll paddle for now. Teach you later, okay? Okay. Ready, set, here we go. The canoe slid out onto the lake. Maggie kept her eyes on the water ahead. You're angry, Maggie heard her father say. Yes, she felt compelled to answer. And just say it. Sulking rots the soul. I did say it. Maggie, I'm sorry. This isn't a good time for me. Maggie became alarmed.